Great British Manufacturing Podcast, brought to you by MTD, MFG and Jefferson. Happy New Year and welcome to Series 2 of the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. My name is Joe Reynolds and welcome to the show. This series we've slightly refined the format and whilst we'll still be covering the positive industry news, we plan to dedicate more time covering the topics that matter most to our sector. Also interviewing special guests and showcasing manufacturers and their factories. We certainly have a very special guest this week, no other than the Business Secretary, Grant Shapps. But before we speak with Mr. Shapps, even though we are only in the second week of January, there's already lots of positive news. Welcome to my co-host, Stuart Whitehead. Tell us more, Stuart. Morning, Joe. Happy New Year to you and everyone else. And uh, yeah, like you say, 10, 14 days in and we've got uh, a raft of uh, positive news items, including the following. So Teva, um, they're set to start mass production its new factory in Tilbury after securing approval for its electric truck. The British firm expects to create hundreds of jobs at the Essex manufacturing plant. British Steel's new 54 million um, billet caster at Scunthorpe site will be commissioned this spring, and that's part of a wider £230 million investment programme. JCB's £100 million hydrogen engine development programme is celebrating a major production milestone, having built the 50th engine, and that's part of the development process. JCB is also recruiting 150 apprentices this year. And more good news on the apprenticeship front, BA Systems, they're going to be recruiting 2,600 apprentices and graduates this year, a 43% increase on last year's intake. Jaguar Land Rover, they're planning to recruit 300 apprentices across the UK this year. And in total, more than 800 young people will join JLR's early careers programme, a record intake for Britain's, Britain's biggest car maker. Um, continuing the automotive theme, Bentley Motors, they've recorded the highest sales in its 104-year history. British Mark, which is investing £2.5 billion, transforming its crew plant, sold 15,174 cars across the world last year. Rolls-Royce Motor Cars in Goodwood, they've also achieved um, their highest ever annual sales last year, delivering more than 6,000 cars. And finally, the Nissan Qashqai is the first British-built model to top the UK's annual sales charts for quarter of a century after 42,704 new Sunderland-built Cascais were bought last year. Stuart, not a bad start to the year, is it? January is normally quite a quiet month for positive UK manufacturing news, but not 2023. No, fantastic. Hopefully um, more and better things to come as well, Joe. Indeed, indeed. And at this time, I'd like to introduce the guest on this week's podcast, who is no other than Grant Shapps, the Business Secretary. Mr. Shapps, a very warm welcome to the podcast and many thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me here. Uh, to start with, please, can you explain to our listeners uh, your professional background and your current role and responsibilities, please? Yes, of course. Well, I guess uh, it's not unfair to say that I'm obviously a politician uh, and that's how I became uh, Secretary of State for uh, Business energy, climate, industrial strategy, and research and development uh, in the science areas. So it uh, covers a wide range of areas. But before that, I've been Transport Secretary, and uh, prior to that, I've been in the Foreign Office of Development, and uh, at several other jobs before that, Party Chairman, Housing Minister. So I've done a, a lot of different jobs in, in, in uh, government. But prior to all of that, was actually in business. I started a printing company. Um, which amazingly still goes, though without my input, to this day. 
So, uh, so that's my that's my background, and uh, uh, it's sort of business and then politics. Wonderful. And we, we understand you're in the Middle East at the moment uh, and you've got some positive news for the British manufacturing sector. Please, can you elaborate on this? Yes, that's right. I'm currently I'm in Abu Dhabi. Yesterday I was uh, in Saudi, in, in, uh, in Riyadh, in Saudi Arabia. And uh, I've been here um, signing agreements uh, with the uh, two governments uh, on sort of British uh, manufacturing, engineering, uh, and particular things to do with the energy Swap the transition, as it's called, to uh, uh, energy, which is um, you know, going to be much less damaging and, and indeed solve some of those problems to do with climate change. So a big push on sort of British en- enterprise and unlocking the door, both to investing here in the Middle East and vice versa, bringing inward investment from places like uh, the Emirates, the UAE, where I am at the moment, into the UK. And we've already seen billions of pounds invested working on getting tens of billions, potentially more. No, fantastic news. Morning, Mr. Chaps. It's uh, Stuart White, so thanks for joining us. Um, and moving on, um, we, we've asked some of our listeners for questions for you. Um, one being, what are your plans for a strong and comprehensive industrial strategy for the manufacturing industry? Yeah, so the, hi, Stuart. So look, I mean, first of all, I think uh, manufacturing is hugely important um, to the to the British economy. And actually, I think we've reached a point where advanced manufacturing in particular uh, is, is really important. If you look at where we can succeed in the world, I think it's in those areas where um, perhaps it's because we've got the, the science and technology uh, base, the expertise, the engineering specialisms um, to do things that you know uh, others may not be able to do. That might be because we're using new materials. And this morning I've been uh, at the university here in, uh, in um, Abu Dhabi, looking at um, the way the graphene is being um, developed. It's a new material, so-called 2D material, that will have massive implications. It's already starting to, in lots of areas of manufacturing, and Britain's really got the lead. It was invented in, uh, in, in the UK, discovered in, in, in Manchester, uh, and uh, we, we, you know, I was having conversations about how that gets commercialised and what products it would end up going into. It can be anything from helping amazingly with water uh, desalinization, so to make water safe, uh, through to um, making the aircraft wings lighter and uh, concrete without water and many other applications. So, I mean, I think Britain's manufacturing uh, future is actually very bright. Um, It does mean that we'll need to be kind of taking our first mover advantage, I think, from the science sector often, um, to convert that into things that we can do and do them before the rest of the world get there and then actually sell and manufacture and sell it to the rest of the world. No, absolutely. And um, I mean, moving on, I don't know whether you've seen, but over the last few months, um, there's been a petition um, and um, a campaign really calling for the appointment of a dedicated minister for manufacturing led by a lady called Andrea, a friend of the podcast. Um, This is really to give SMEs a stronger voice in government. I don't know what, do you have any thoughts on that at all? Well, it's actually, essentially, we've got that. Um, interestingly, this is the first time I can remember where both the Secretary of State for Business, that's me, and also the business, uh, the Secretary for, for SMEs, the, the business, uh, sorry, Minister for SMEs, I should say, really. Um, both of us come from business backgrounds. So we've both got that fundamental understanding. Now, um, I suppose printing is only, uh, it's, all, it, it's partly service and it's partly 
manufacturing as a, as a, as a business. Um, but it does mean that I do have at least some insight into what it's like to do business, what it's like to be an SME, uh, and so does the small business minister. So um, you have, if you are listening to this and you are in a manufacturing business, I think representation around the cabinet table, uh, such that hasn't existed for very, very many years, banging the drum, as I always do for British business, and manufacturing in particular, uh, which is uh, you know, a subject close to my heart. No, fantastic to hear, and I'm sure Andrea and others will be very pleased to hear that. And um, it's been, a, um, you know, the last 12 months, 18 months, and we've covered it on the podcast and our MTD TNC news channels. There's been a, a huge array of inward investment into the UK, and a lot of that has been based around the, the green economy. And um, I mean, what do you see as economic opportunities for the, for the manufacturing sector through decarbonisation? and the UK's net zero strategies? So I think it's immense, actually. Um, so I'm, as I mentioned, I'm here in Abu Dhabi. I've just been meeting with the folks here responsible for a £10 billion investment, of which there are about £6 billion through. A lot of that is in um, some of the sort of you know, life sciences, advanced manufacturing, but also particularly in clean technology, clean energy technology. So anything from those vast wind farms that are being constructed uh, out in the North Sea, the, you know, the UK, pe people may not realise this, as I, I care, you know, it, 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 it took me by surprise when I first heard it. We now have not only the world's biggest wind farm uh, in the North Sea, we also have in the United Kingdom the world's second, third and fourth biggest wind farms. So we have, you know, real speciality uh, in a very big new manufacturing um, area of the economy that 10 or 15 years ago simply didn't exist. That's the scale of it. You know, on, a, on, on a good day now, half of our electricity will be generated by, uh, by, by wind power, when the wind's blowing, of course. But there are other technologies as well. Uh, I think um, our opportunity to be that sort of manufacturing superpower when it comes to green renewable energy, for example, um, sort of, you know, is almost endless. Uh, and uh, one of the things I'm keen to do is to expand um, the British expertise and sell that British expertise, both the uh, manufacturing, but also the consultancy, because we've had the experience. And I'd, I'd like to see more of the manufacturing um, take place in the UK, uh, because uh, I think as the industry got started, um, partly through necessity, a lot of it was brought in. And now we're starting to see much more of that manufacturing take place in the UK, and that means that SMEs and the whole of the supply chain gets involved. And um, I've got another question, really. Um, as a business MTD, we visit approximately 50 SMEs per month um, for various reasons, video production and other things. And they're all saying the same thing. And you probably know what's coming here, but um, they've got challenges and concerns in the manufacturing sector around energy costs and obviously inflation. Um, particularly for small and medium enterprises, really. Uh, you know, a good friend of the podcast, SDE Technologies, is an example. Shropshire-based SME leading company. Uh, their electric bill's risen from uh, 250000 to 750000 They're not sure if they qualify for any help, any relief. Um, and obviously, that's huge. Um, what, what, what plans are in place? Yeah, I mean, first of all, Putin's illegal war in Ukraine has cause this enormous energy price uh, hike and it has hit everybody whether that's a consumer you know domestically at home or indeed businesses um just to answer the question directly uh, that company uh, does qualify for relief and indeed has had relief you don't have to apply 
for that business relief. Um, but the business, I'm not talking about the domestic bill, I'm talking about business bills, have been subsidised uh, through this energy spike to the tune of £18 billion, pounds, £18 billion. Pounds. Um, so, uh, it, you know, uh, I suppose the message is, although this may not be much comfort, it would have been one heck of a lot worse um, had as a government not taken the, the decision to fund £18 billion pounds into, the, uh, in, into supporting them. But we've got a situation now where a couple of things are happening. First of all, um, we're seeing the wholesale gas price back down below where it was before Ukraine was invaded. Um, so that's a positive um, development. Um, but secondly, because we recognise that quite a lot of firms will be stuck on perhaps uh, contracts for energy that they maybe have re-signed uh, during or you know, had to essentially sign back if they didn't have a fixed contract um, over this last year during this period, that that could then remain high. Um, actually, so just last week, uh, my, my colleague, the, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, Jeremy Hunt, uh, announced up to a further £5.5 billion pounds, uh, to run from next April, again, to help, particularly in the most extreme cases. I, I want to say none of this is absolute, you know, to, to your Shropshire your business colleagues and anywhere else, this doesn't solve the problem. We, we have a problem with globally high energy prices. Part of the reason why I'm out in the Middle East, in the Gulf states right now, is to try to help uh, ensure that we do have sufficient supply of energy in the short term, but also the technology, the renewable energies, which are clearly much more uh, sustainable for, for us in the longer term. Um, so it is for that reason. But this doesn't mean that there aren't still challenges, but the government has stepped up with a lot of taxpayers' cash to try to help. And I really hope now that we see these prices continue, as we've, as we've seen, um, to moderate and that uh, you know, your, your colleagues' energy bills start to drop as a result. Sure. And, and the other thing they're mentioning, you know, when it does have to stop, don't just stop it, almost tear it down, ratchet it down, like um, almost like the furlough scheme did. Uh, where, where it didn't just stop overnight, it, it ratcheted down. Is that something you're considering? Yeah, in fact, it's something we said we're going to do. So March was the, uh, it, sorry, not, the current scheme runs till March, after March. That's the £18 billion scheme. Um, after March, uh, the scheme that's just been announced is to, is to do that wide down. So that's exactly what we're putting in place. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, and finally, um, what are your aspirations for the sector? I know you've, you've touched on it already, but what are your aspirations for the sector here in the UK, both you know this year and further beyond? Well, I'd like to see um, the sector grow. I think um, it's enormously valuable for the British economy in all sorts of, for all sorts of reasons, actually, um, in terms of um, people's job prospects, obviously, for the economy as a whole, but also um, because um, you know, manufacturing, you know, is, it, I think, is valuable... Uh, in itself, it occupies a special um, place in people's hearts, in a sense, uh, because it involves a, a bunch of skills which aren't necessarily available in other parts of the economy, in service parts of the economy, for example. Often, of course, as I mentioned with my own printing business, I used to ponder whether that was a manufacturing business, we did after all manufacture print, or was it a service business? And the answer was, of course, it was both. And I think a lot of businesses are like that. A lot of manufacturing businesses do do both. In fact, it's almost impossible not to do a bit of both, of course. Uh, and um, I think that, as I was saying right at the top, Britain has an enormous number of um, specialities and strengths. Um, our educational base, are having seven of the 20 best universities in the world, for example, um, gives us great sort of technological edge. Often we're not brilliant at taking 
those new developments, which might be in manufacturing, advanced manufacturing, and turning them into commercial uh, opportunities. So one of the things I'm really keen to do as business secretary is you know, scale up the opportunities that we have. I'd like to see scale up Britain when it comes to manufacturing, uh, able to get us to the next level uh, and uh, exports, uh, not just you know, around Europe, but around the world as well. So those would be my, you know, if I, off the top of my head, those would be the things I want to see happen. I'm, I meet very regularly with uh, Make UK and others who are involved in the manufacturing sphere. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm always very interested to hear what they have to say. I think they would identify energy. I think they would identify skills. And I think they would identify uh, finance to name but three things off the top of my head. And those are the areas I'm, I'm therefore concentrating on. Marvellous. And just one final thing, obviously, we've been one of the world leaders in the automotive uh, sector, both on mass production and also niche vehicle manufacture. Obviously, we're going through this transition, predominantly EVs at the moment. If we don't act really fast uh, and we lose any of that business, there's a good chance it won't be reshored because just the nature of those factories. Uh, what, what, what's, what the government currently doing, if anything, uh, to help e- uh, the transition to EVs? That, that's right. I, I'm in touch with all of the vehicle manufacturers. And as you say, there's a surprising number. There's probably 15 or so, you know, relatively large. Not necessarily because they produce large numbers, but sometimes just because the value of each vehicle is, is very large. And in other cases, because it's mass production, like say in Nissan. And I'm in touch with all of these um, firms, um, really working towards making that transition. Uh, I was responsible for setting the overall policy of transiting, transitioning um, to zero carbon and you know, doing it uh, a touch ahead of others, actually, so that investment decisions as they're made for uh, the world. Uh, actually, if you're a car manufacturer, you might as well make that investment in the UK because uh, you know that the policy is going to support it and therefore we get to export it, which is what we do with, I think, actually the majority of cars that we manufacture. So there's lots of government help, including through the Automotive Transformation Fund uh, and uh, assistance otherwise with things like um, setting up gigafactories. But it's not just the factories, it's the supply chain. So just recently I was up in uh, Teesside uh, where a lithium refinery, um, so the green lithium refinery is being set up, actually not one, but two of them. Uh, Just one of them alone will supply about 8% of Europe's lithium requirements for mainly for car batteries. And um, that's only been possible because we've used freedoms that we have outside of the EU to write our own legislation as regards um, the, the safety uh, measures required to, to deal with lithium refineries. It's given us a massive head start. So I think we can use these freedoms uh, in order to uh, make sure that we have the supply chain in, in place uh, as we transition to this new uh, greener uh, EV-based uh, car manufacturing. Sure. And if you've got Elon Musk on speed dial, there's a, there's a big uh, field waiting for him in Somerset, should he want it? <laughs> well, I, I actually, I, I don't want to reveal too much, but there are quite a number of people who are in competition for uh, that particular field in Somerset. So uh, we'll, we'll watch the space, I guess, or watch that space. Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us, Mr. Chaps. Uh, we appreciate your time and know you're busy, uh, busy about out there and keep doing what you're doing. And uh, please do look after manufacturing because we do need your help. But thanks for joining us. Thank you very much indeed. Stuart, great to hear from the business secretary, wasn't it? Quite an, in- uh, an insightful interview, really. Um, I'll be interested to learn what SMEs think of the interview. Um, it's basically saying they have a voice. Um, yeah, speak up and that he's doing his best. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get feedback um you know from from the interview and uh 
you know, Mr. Shapps has been in the position a relatively short period of time. So we've got to allow him to um to, to prove what he's gonna be doing for you know for the sector. All very, very positive this morning. And uh I'm sure all all the plans and so forth will come to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Stuart, thank you for, for, for coming on the podcast. The first of the new year, the first of the new series. Um, Mr. Shaps, thank you for joining us. It's great to have you on the podcast. Look forward to having you back on soon. But as always, the biggest thank you is to you guys at home for taking your time to listen to our podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a review. You can find us on Twitter using at MTDMFG and at Jefferson underscore MFG.